All right. Welcome back to episode. This is a, this is actually episode 24 of the You Should Fact Check This Podcast. Last time we were sure that it was episode 22 and it Don't was not. Don't say we. Yeah, Go you were very sure as well. Huh? Well, are you going to tell them why? Are you going to tell them why we were sure and why we made a mistake? Oh, yeah, because I mislabeled them. I put two okay. two episodes, episode 21s in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So last episode was episode 23. This is episode 24. So welcome back. You all you lovely, lovely people with your beautiful faces. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, Peter, I, this morning I texted Peter and I said, hey, come up with two to three topics for today's episode because I have Peter. Peter has brought a couple of topics in total to all of our episodes. I think the only one that I can think about directly is the coffee company in Montana. I just want, I just want to clarify a lot of things right there. (laughs) (laughs) He texted me two hours ago. Okay. In those two hours, I was in an hour and a half meeting. So I had 30 minutes just, uh, just forewarn for later in the show. If my topics are not good, just let you know the reason. No, but I want I want to know this. How much time do you think I spend looking for topics? Mm, probably five minutes. Yeah. I mean, not not very long. <laughs> probably in total, because we do it every week when we're really when like we're consistent and we're going, like we're getting back into it. I probably end up spending about an hour in total, like finding topics. That's just an hour I don't have. It is an hour that you do have over the whole week. Absolutely, you have an hour. No. Yeah, you do, Peter. So this is, you know, this is a great way to start it. Peter, Peter just ragging on me. Let's start let's off with a, one of Peter's topics. How about let's, okay, let's start off with an update on Devin. Okay. Update Last on me. episode. Last episode, I believe we left off with Devin wanting a workout program. Okay. Peter has provided, Peter being me, has provided a workout program. That is true. Um, by the way, if you're listening and you're I'm interested in I'm glad you had to clarify program, your name. I was just doing a promo there and you interrupted. So if you are <laughs> listening and you are interested in your own personalized program, okay, I do do remote coaching and remote programming. So please let me know. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. Peter Byrne Performance Instagram, cool. All Go right. through there. Going back. Don't don't leave messages here. <laughs> going back to Devin. How's it going, Devin? How's my workout plan going? Yeah. Well, I'm two days in, and, and? Um, I feel good. And I mean, today's kind of wrecked me. Did it? Um, yeah, just the the eight minute AMRAP. Mm. The rest felt pretty good, um, but. You know, I'm definitely just not as strong as I should be. Oh, those renegade rows are brutal, huh? Dude, I couldn't do all of them. I did not do do all of them. What do you mean? I couldn't do for the whole time. Like I, I couldn't pull, like I couldn't do a push up and pull it anymore. Really? You got that tired? Yeah. I just had to, I just started doing push ups. 
You didn't note that in your notes section. I didn't note that in my notes section, but it's noted up here for me for later. What weight, what dumbbells did you use? 15s. Damn, dude. Well, and they were, they were round. They weren't like oh, the, so you're rolling. Yeah, I was. Like, <laughs> I was like trying to. I had to squeeze Even it better. super hard. Even better. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, it felt good, but I mean, days day one was was fine, which was Monday, um, and then I I went for you know a thirty five minute run after that, and then I did a fast two mile yesterday. So I'm I'm feeling good. Good. Just hoping I don't burn out quick. You're not going to burn out quick. Why would you burn out quick? What's your main concern behind burning out quick? Well, that's, it's a common, it's a common thing that happens with my brain is I get obsessed with what I'm doing and then I overdo it. I overindulge, overextend in what I'm doing. And then I just have to like, take a big break. I don't think that's going to happen here because I've got a plan and it's just set up. He's got a plan, folks. He's got a plan. All right. He's got a plan, <laughs> but it has happened a lot. I mean, I've gotten better at it. I understand what's happening when it's happening now, which helps a lot, but I've always had that problem where I like get obsessed with, you know, photography or videography or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And then I, like obsess over it. I watch every YouTube video on it. I, I go out and shoot all the time. I do whatever I can to be working on it. My brain doesn't like stop thinking about it. Um, and then I just get, there's a floaty and then I just get exhausted, you know? Yeah. Do you do that? I definitely obsess over things. Um, what do you obsess over? Like in general or like right now or what? Well, give me a couple of things that you've obsessed over, Peter. I mean, I just gave you two of mine. It's, it's, come on. Uh, golf. Yeah. Um, working out. Yeah. Making money. Yeah. I think that's a, a big one that everyone hits when they get out of college or whenever they actually get started in the work field. It's just like, Oh, now I have to like make this green shit. Yeah. And not even this green shit. I just have to make this electronic number, which is crazy. Cause like any job at coming out of college, everyone's like, Oh, if you're not making 80 grand right out of college, dude, any paycheck is so nice. Go so far when you're young. Yeah. It's wild. Whoever says if you're not making 80 grand, blah, 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 is an absolute loser. Yeah. Because I can do exactly what I want to do. And I am. Completely depends on what your field is. Way less than 80 grand, let me tell you. Right. Well, I mean, it depends on what your field is. It depends on what you want to do. Like if you're in tech and you're an engineer, you should probably be making 80 grand a year or more. Why? Because engineers are just like some of the highest paid people. Yeah. But why are they that high paid? Because people need them. People want them. Like it's because of the way that our economy is structured because of what we want as individuals. We need someone that's going to program this zoom that we're using so that we can use it. 
Why aren't teachers paid that much then? Because they're not as necessary in the moment, right? Because mm. why we, aren't personal trainers paid that much? The exact same reason. Mm. I mean, both of them are teaching you about life, right? But it's all a long process and we've got so many people. It's not something that can be, you know, I don't think it's something that can be, it should be like a, a great personal trainer gets paid a lot of money. Um, especially if you've got a good amount of experience, you've found a good place to be, you can make a good amount of money being a personal trainer. Would you disagree? Uh, no, I would not disagree. Right. A teacher, however, I think is, it's a bit harder to make a really good amount of money. Um, mm -hmm. but it's, it's like a, there's, there's a need where it, we want things so quickly. I mean, really what it all boils down to is where the money is going, right? So if we have these tech companies that are making these products and then other companies that have a lot of money already want to advertise on those tech companies platforms, there's going to be a lot of money flowing into that. And those things have to operate properly or else um, those people aren't going to advertise on those platforms. In turn, making developers and coders and engineers very, very important, right? Because they need to make sure that this, this program, this app, whatever it is, is running properly so that the people who want to advertise here can actually advertise here. Hmm. It's, it's less about, you know, I mean, a lot of it is about the users now because our data is so important, but it's all about how they can advertise to each one of us. That's what all of these platforms are about is figuring out the best way of providing data to companies that want to find their specific market and adverse advertise straight to them. Because if you can advertise straight to the market that you're talking about, if Peter, if you could find a person who wants a remote coach trainer, that's going to give them a workout plan. That's going to meet with them once a week. He's going to do a fantastic job of doing it. Right. And they're motivated and they want to do it. If you could advertise straight to a group of a thousand of those people, you would pay a good amount of money to do that because you know, you're going to make money in the back end. I just had a really good idea. What? It's a business slash app. Okay. Continue. We're going to patent this. No one steal our idea. It's a good thing. We have no viewers. <laughs> Peter's idea. Uh, it's not my idea. Thank you. Um, an app that has the most general workout plan ever. Mm -hmm. Like it has a year worth of workouts at progressives. So basically 12, four week cycles or you got to do deload weeks in there. So 11, four week cycles with four deload weeks ish in there. Okay. All hands off. So you purchase it and it's completely hands off $10 a month. So there, there already are apps like that. Well, I already created it. 
they're, st- they're stealing. <laughs> they're stealing. What apps are like that? Um, you can just look up like workout plan apps, things like that. There's definitely I've seen them before, but um, you know, if you find a better way of doing it, that's that's the thing about all of this. It's the same thing with movies. It's the same thing with art. It's the same thing with, uh, uh, you know, apps. That's stupid. It's the same thing with websites. If you can figure out a better way of doing it, that isn't, you know, the, the barrier to entry has to be super low as well as it be better to use. You will win in the long run. It is an app. Yeah, I, I told you. They charge $13 a month. Well, you were off, Peter. Well. Well, that if was you my can, topic. If you can charge $10 a month and offer a better product, you'll win. Yeah, but, oh, man. Darn, darn. They beat me to it. They beat me to it. That makes it really easy for you to quit on that idea, huh? I'm going to sue them. Well, I, just, <laughs> I, also, I also don't know, like, anyone that can build an app, you know? like Right. Um, Kind of well, tough. that's right. Exactly. That's why developers, engineers, all of those people are so important because what I mean, most of our economy is the advertising economy is all online. You know, there's some billboards, yeah. but no one gives a shit about billboards anymore. There's some TV ads, but no one really gives a shit about TV anymore. There's some movie ads, but not many people really give a shit about movies. I give a lot of shits about movies. No, but I mean, you care about movies, but the advertisers don't because they, it's harder. You're just advertising generally to a population. You don't yeah. get to pick and choose who that population is. With these no ads, you get, to, you get to get granular with it, mm-hmm. which is why it's so important that those people get paid a good amount of money. I guess. Brings us back to that. That's stupid. What's going on with the stock market right now? What do you mean? It's booming. Well, comparatively yeah, so to the last month, <laughs> they increased six months, really. Um, yeah. Glad so, I bought I mean, Tesla. Yeah, yeah, you got in at a good time. Uh, what? From, from what I've heard and what I'm taking from this a little bit, with my very general understanding of this is um, the Fed increased interest rates by 0.75, which, right, again, it was just last week, but it wasn't as much as people were expecting. Um, And then, um, whatever his name, Jeremy, the the head of the Fed, the whatever interest rate guy, I think, Jeremy Powell or what, I don't know what his name is. Honestly, I could have gotten Did he that die? No, but he was, I mean, he was essentially saying that, you know, he, this isn't going to be going to go on very long. What the increase? Yeah. So like he said, he might increase it a couple more times by the end of 2020 or by the middle of 2023, we should be good. Um, as far as I take it, I could it? be, I think I might, I may be off on this, but it's either, it's either he said that he's going to increase it a couple more times prior to the middle of 2023, or he's going to wait until the middle of 2023 to do anything else. 
which would be stupid. But he's essentially saying that his big worry right now is recession rather than inflation, which is stupid, um, in, in my opinion. However, the markets feel that that's bullish. Um, they're excited about that. They, they're, you know, they're, they, we didn't increase rates very much in, in totality. You know, last time, I think it was in the 80s, um, we got in, increased interest rates and it, I think they got up to like 20%. To break the back of inflation. Um, and then, and yeah, this was like 81, 82, went into a bad recession for a little while. And then 2023, we were, we were exploding again. Um, but that's, I mean, that is the Fed's job is to tame inflation and, and kind of control inflation and the, the monetary markets. But, um, I don't know. I think we're in a time where things are very open politically. Like you can see everything um, because of social media and we can talk about it at a much higher rate. So it seems kind of like the Fed is making decisions based on how people are reacting rather than what the actual market is doing. Um, and I, I don't like I... I fear that there could be bad, a bad, like we're just extending the timeline of just kind of a mediocre market rather than kicking it up, breaking inflation, and then riding a, a good wave out. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm all green today. Right. I mean, and most people are. I can't complain with that. And, and no one like, so this is the problem with investing, right? No, we get, we get so caught up on the day to day, month to month. Right. Outlook in the on, end, everyone's going to be green regardless. No, that's not even what I'm talking about, Peter. <clears throat> We're getting caught up in day to day, month to month outlooks on stuff because I mean, for people who aren't invested, it, it, makes a big difference, right? However, if you're invested and you're investing in something that you truly believe in, you don't care what happens today or tomorrow or next week or next month um, to the price of that company. You are worried about what it's going to be in five to 10 years. The decisions that the company is making today and tomorrow are much more important than what the markets are saying today and tomorrow. So if like for me, I don't even look, it's not something that I care about because I know I'm not even going to touch that money until I get five to 10 years out. You don't even look. I, I mean, I don't look, I literally do you not has zero effect on my day, whether it's green or red. Any, do you not put any more money in monthly? I do. What do you put? Do you put it all on Tesla? No. Well, I mean, right now for myself, I'm not putting any money in. I'm investing for my brothers, but that's... Why aren't you Why aren't you investing for yourself? Because I have a pretty good nest egg that I've invested so far. And right now I'm, I'm trying to build things currently. Um, so but how, however, investing? however, I did just talk with a um, financial planner um, 
and I have another meeting with them on Tuesday, but uh, that is something that I'm going to start doing. What? Who set you up with them? Well, a kid that I played soccer with when I was younger, he's like learning how to do it all. Um, and he's under, like, he's just working with the guy that owns the place. It looks like, um, was his name Matt? No. Um, but what company is it? It's uh, Northwest Mutual, I think, something like that. It's in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we talked about all of, like, my whole financial plan, my outlook on everything. And, you know, one of the funniest things he said is he's like, I'm never going to give you a go-ahead on putting all of your money into one stock like Tesla like you did. Um, and that's, like, honestly, that was one of my main concerns when I <clears> – <throat> set up like when we when I set up this meeting I'm like I'm like I know a financial planner because of the what they're doing it's their job to make money for people not lose money right right they can't be so risky to put all their money on one thing or else they're not going to have clients um and so I knew that like those those are the kind of investments that kind of get me excited is seeing a company high that risk, I high reward that I really love. I mean, Ish. a company that I really love, right? Um, and putting everything into it. But he was like, you know, that's not what we're gonna be. If you want to do this, you know, you'll give us money and then we'll invest it for you in as risky as we can go because we understand your risk tolerance is really high. But we're never gonna do something like that. Stupid. And then if you want to do other investing on the side that's going to be more like that that's going to be all you i'm not going to touch that which makes sense like they have to cover their ass right at what point do you stop investing and start spending you know what i mean like at what point do you buy that plane ticket to come up to missoula and hang out rather than invest (laughs) that money (laughs) okay well i mean first off I'd love to. Second off, um, sick. <laughs> the uh, I'm my, like my. Do you, whole do you understand my question? Yeah, you're saying that I have enough money to just do that. No, no. Okay, I'm what's saying, your question? Continue. Well, okay, so obviously, obviously, there's a percentage of what you make that you invest. Or do you know? Well, that's what I'm planning. That's what I'm working on. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So maybe you're not there yet, but when you get a consistent income, there's a percentage that you try to invest every month. Right. Um, And when you're young, it's said to, oh, that percentage should be higher. And then you shift it. And oh, so you're wondering when you start to shift it. When you, Devin Barrett, start to shift it. Me? Because you. I mean, all you like, because you talk about investing a lot. You talk about investing for projects. You talk about investing for the big future. Like, at what point do you live in the now and stop investing? Not stop um, investing, but live in the now and right. decrease. No, your I, yeah, I get what you're saying. The, the thing about investing for me, like, especially some of the stuff that I'm working on now, is it's stuff that's really exciting to me, right? It's going to be fun projects where I'm going to have like some tangible things that we're going to be working on. Um, and those projects, it's not like 
It's not like shit. I got to invest my money. It's like, fuck yeah. I get to invest my money in this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, God damn it. They're taking a thousand dollars every month and just investing it. And I got to wait for it until like I retire and I'm going to have a shit ton of money. You know, I'm planning these projects that are going to impact a lot of people and are going to be really fun, great experiences. And that's an exciting investment for me. And I'm also thinking about, you know, I'm 24 right now, about to turn 25, but old. Yeah. But like, I want to look, you know, say I have a family, um, in my mid thirties, I want to be able to be like super, super comfortable with the monetary situation while also still being able to invest in projects. So if for the next 10 years I can, you know, be as frugal as possible and invest as much of my money into cool projects as possible, I'm confident that I'm going to come out in my mid to late thirties and be just rip roaring and being able to just go have fun. Right. Like I want to, I want to travel. I want to take my friends cool places. I want to do fun stuff, but it's not, I, that all doesn't have to happen now. I've got a long life. Right. And I mean, I, based on what I'm doing now, like I'm getting this workout plan so that when I'm in my thirties, I'm going to be just as active, if not more active than I am now. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm in no hurry. I, I, I often feel like I'm in a hurry because I feel like I'm behind on that. But right. like in actuality, in big picture, I'm in no hurry to make a fuck ton of money. I've got 10, 20 years to really, you know, build my wealth um, into something that, you know, I can hopefully pass on and help a lot of other people with. Fair enough. So, you know, that's probably for me when I would start transitioning a little bit. Um, but hopefully it's to the point where my income is such that I can use my income and then my assets, I can just shift assets around to be able to do new projects. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you, we'll never really know how it goes until it goes, but... That's what, that's what the plan is. Yeah. That's fair. What about you? I mean, you're um, investing consistently. Yeah. I put the maximum amount monthly into my Roth. So what, right. $500 a month. Yeah. Um, and I would like, I don't invest in anything else except that though. So I think that I think, I think $500 a month is really not that much in the grand scheme of things. Like $6,000 a year, like you can, I think you can, I can keep that up for the next 10, 15 years, regardless of what job I have. Oh yeah. I mean, I would like, do you think that that's enough investing for you? I mean, you can't touch it till you're 50, what, 59, 55. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I think if you start when you're 18 and you put a hundred dollars a month in or something like that, then you're a millionaire by the time you're 40 or whatever. 
Right. But like the, the income potential that you could make from something like that by investing it in something different. Like what? So if you took that out and you say like when you're 40, you take out your Roth IRA, you've got a million dollars in there. I don't know what it's going to be, but um, buy a house, buy two houses, rent them yeah, out. Yeah, buy a couple of houses, do Airbnbs or whatever the next, the new thing is, right? Yeah. Um, or like say you've got a, a, you've got a kid who has a friend who, you know, came up with this cool concept and he's, he's looking for my, like looking for investors yeah. and like, you know, maybe it doesn't work, but like, are those areas where you're going to want to try and invest or are you just going to be comfortable? Like, do you want to just make sure that you're comfortable for the ride out? I don't know. I think that's a long-term long time down the way. Um, I think it's, it's good for me to put it in a Roth IRA because it's there and yeah. I won't touch it. Yeah. Um, whereas if I just put it in like a savings account no, yeah. next to my checking account, it's like, oh, I can just make this quick 30 second <laughs> transfer and have this money. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Where like, I mean, I could do that, but I don't think that's very sustainable. Um, but I think that you have to think about that later down the road. Like whether I pull it out at 59 and a half, 55, 30 to buy something like, it's, right. it's, it's there. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, like the same thing that I'm thinking about, you know, I've got a Tesla investment and some, at some point that, that investment's going to plateau. Um, you know, the Tesla's going to hit a, a mass where growing is so much harder because you're so big. It's just the law right. of numbers. Um, once it gets to that point and I don't see, you know, huge innovations happening that are really going to push the company forward. That's probably when I'm going to be like, okay, it's time for me to take my money out and find a new place for it. Yeah. Right. Whether that's something that I'm working on and want to invest in, or whether that's something that a company that I see that I want to invest in, I'm not sure. But like, that's, those are always the questions. Like I check up on Tesla a couple of times a week to see what they are doing, what they're, what changes they've made, you know, how things are going just to make sure that it's going. They still doing good. They're, I mean, doing fantastic. I mean, I, you can't complain. They've got so much demand they can't fucking keep up. Um, so I should keep investing in them. Well, I mean, so the thing about are they going to do a stock split so it gets cheaper? Yes. That'd be so, nice. Um, yeah, I'm almost guaranteeing that that's going to happen. But the thing about Tesla is Tesla is a ton of little startups within a company, and they just keep creating these branch off startups within their company. And that is, it's like one of the most intriguing models because startups are the place where you find the most innovation and the most growth per dollar. When you find a really great startup and you are one of the early investors, that's where you make the most money. So angel investors, right. VCs, those people, can make a shit ton of money because they find these little companies with super dedicated staff that are working really hard on an important problem. And those, when they work, they fucking work. 
And you right. get things that are called unicorns and they're billion dollar companies, right? And you make a shit ton of money on that. Tesla is essentially that, but it's self-funded, self right? Yeah. So Tesla has built this core business of building cars, like the best cars that you can get. And they're making money on that. And then now they're looking at batteries. They're looking at solar. They're looking at robots that they're going to be the best manufacturing company on the planet. And there's going to be almost no end to what they can make. That's what makes me so excited about them. They could do HVAC systems that would kick ass, right? They are so innovative because they work in these small teams. They break them all up and those teams know exactly what their goal is, what their, what their North star is. And they all work their ass off to get there. It's something that you know, like you don't find companies with that sort of um, innovative spirit. You know, I, I, I was listening to uh, a video where a guy was talking and this could be complete another bullshit, right? I don't know for sure, but he was talking about working there. Um, yeah. And he was saying that they innovate so fast that the cars are different every three hours. Damn. So they're updating their cars every three fucking hours because they are that quick at innovating. And that's why, that's why I believe in them as a car company, not to mention everything else. Right. You know, I mean, they take criticism better than any other company I've ever seen. You know, they, there's this guy, Sandy Monroe, and he takes all of these cars. He rips them apart. He looks at them and he tells, he says, this is where uh, he's been in the auto industry for decades. And he's like, well, this is fucking ridiculous. Why do they have so many parts in here? He did this with the model three. He tore apart the model three. And then he said the back part is like 130 fucking pieces. He's like putting all this together is so takes so much time. It's just, it's a, it's a hunk of shit. Really? Yeah. The next one that he bought and then to tore apart the whole back end was one piece. And they, Damn. they like, they see those things and then they're like, all right, we got to improve on that. And they do it. Yeah. And they're also, you know, vertically integrated, which means like when there's, when they're trying to design something, they're not going to another designer who's having to work with their team to change it. It's all in house. They're building. I mean, for the most part, there's a couple of things that they outsource for, but you know, they're building these things on their own so that they can innovate at such a speed. Hmm. It's just like, that's the exact culture. Dude, if I was an engineer, I would be working for Tesla. There's no question. You should go back and get your engineering degree. Why, Peter? Why do you keep saying that? Because you're so passionate about Tesla that you should be working for Tesla. No, dude. I can be passionate about something and just watch it happen. I'm also invested. Imagine if you were. I'm invested. Imagine if you were. Imagine. Imagine if you were working for Tesla. I might hate it. Tonight. Dude, that's why you never so meet your heroes. Don't ever meet your heroes, Peter. <laughs> it says they're it says they're voting on a stock split. When's the vote? It's and the annual shareholder meeting. I've I voted yesterday, um, so I voted for them to do a stock split. Why can't I vote? 
Um, you probably can. You just have to go through your. How many shares do you have? One. Hell yeah, you can vote. I think the barrier to entry is having one full share, but um, <laughs> so. yeah, you can go vote. I don't know where. If they, do a, if they do a stock split, then their stock gets way cheaper, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're doing a 10 for one. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but. So it's going to be $100 per share? Roughly. That's what Amazon I, just I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what their stock split is going to be, but. How much are you going to buy when it goes to $100 a share? Um, none. Why? I don't have any money, Peter. I've invested all of it. How much should I buy? As much as you can. Well, I mean, this is all your decision, right? You I was going to put that. I was going to put $500 for sure. That's great. If it's Wait, when would it happen? Um I actually don't know. It's soon. Like the stock split would happen soon? Mhm. Yeah, I don't I don't know when, but it it would you happen look that soon. Up. You should look um, it up. Okay, well, while I'm looking it up, you gotta. What's our? What, what are we moving on to? Uh, the CrossFit game started today. Oh yeah, yeah. And but, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it might be the best sporting event in the world. Why is that? I don't know. It's so cool. <laughs> Cause I don't know. It's just like. Oh, they're just doing a three for one. Oh, boo. Uh, three for one's fantastic. They did a, I think they did a five for one last time, but um, it looks like it says August. Ugh, so I got two months to save up for it. Yeah. All right. I got two months to save. Wait, August is this month, dumbass. Well, I'm not the dumbass. You said two months. Oh yeah, no, that says June. Um, oh shit! The annual shareholder meeting is tomorrow. Yeah, they're gonna. So they're authorizing um, shares of common stock by. They're increasing the number of common stock shares by four billion. Shares. What does that mean? Say that in dumb person term. So right now, let me look. Let me see how many outstanding shares they have. So, I mean, essentially, you can tell by looking at how many shares they have and then dividing it by the amount that they're going to increase. Um. They have. I wish Arc Innovation did better. Yeah, uh, there. That's like the worst timing for that. Um, ETF. Yeah, because when when things start going down, the first thing that goes down it's is tech. tech. Yeah, yeah, it's big tech, or tech and small tech, and then big tech following. But um, 
What the heck? I don't know how many outstanding shows I have in I. Yeah, arcs. I mean, they'll recover arc, and they'll be fine eventually. But. Yeah, I, I I think Kathy Wood knows what she's talking about. Um, but if, the the thing about ETFs is you're in so many different markets. I mean, not markets, yeah. but so many different companies right. that you have to really. You have to deeply understand those companies. To I have a lot of ARC. You have a lot of ARC? Nine shares of ARC. How, what is the price on ARC right now? Uh, 49.37. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a, a, probably a good investment. I don't know for sure, but... I mean, my average price is 57. Uh, let me see. Shares outstanding. Oh my God. They've got 1.04 billion shares outstanding. Yeah. So it'd be a three for one stock split. That'd be good. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't really know whether stock splits are good for a company or bad for a company. Um, I don't think it really matters that much, honestly. Um, usually they use that so that they can incentivize, you know, like when you're a small company, you create more shares so that you can pay your employees and shares of the company to incentivize them to be, you know, better workers. Right. Right. So that could be one of the reasons they're doing it. They could be doing it because they want more people to invest and it's easier for people to invest if it's a cheaper price. But, um, I don't think that that's the case. You know, Warren Buffett's the, the, his stock, they've never split and it's worth $250,000 a share. It's just impossible to buy though. Right. But it's not for like, it's not for us. Right. Right. Um, what is, what is this company called? Amazon did a 20 for one stock split. Right. And well, they were at like $35,000 or $3,500. Now they're at 20,000 because now they're at a hundred. So yes, you're right. I mean, I bought them at a hundred. Well, when was that? When was the stock split? June 6th. And I bought it right after. How has it gone up since then? Yeah. How much? $26. Okay. So they were like $16,000. Yeah. Call me, call me a master investor. I don't know. I don't know what you I mean, Peter, do. the last time we talked about investing on this podcast, you were crying because everything was red. And dude, I'm in the green. Yeah. Today I literally invested in Amazon and Tesla and I'm back in, I made all my money back all my and money. Both of those were things that I told you to invest in. You didn't tell me to invest in Amazon. Yeah, you're right. I did that on my own. Give me give me credit where credit's due. <laughs> I saw it at the stock split. I saw it at $113. I mean, that that is speculation at the finest. Wow. 
That's not in two shares. That's so not that's investing. That's speculation. That's gambling. I only bought two shares. How much did you know about the company? Amazon? Yes, Peter, Amazon. I mean, look at them. You don't what? need to read much into them. <laughs> like, yeah, you do. On. Yes, you do. They're, they're huge. Yeah. And they're only getting bigger. Did you know that they're Amazon... Good, they dominate the world. No, no, no. Okay. So Amazon... No, yeah, 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 yeah. They do. They dominate the world. What your world is do? small, Peter. <laughs> what don't they do? Okay. I'm not saying that they're not a great company. That's not what I'm trying to say. However, what I am saying is you need to know a lot more about your investments before you invest. Why? So that you can be confident in your investments and you don't freak I'm out once you're confident. Confident in enough to the point Amazon. where, where <laughs> if if Amazon and Tesla both dropped 50%, you wouldn't go, oh, I gotta take that out. No. You're I not that yes, confident. I'm that com- no, I am that confident. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Why? Because they've been a powerhouse for the last 10 years. They're not going anywhere. Tesla's been a powerhouse for the last 10 years? Amazon. Okay. Yes, I agree that Amazon is great, but there's you you should know a lot more about the company that you're I investing. made those mistakes last time. What mistakes? The with the mind med. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that you're better at investing when you do less research? Probably. <laughs> well, no, I, what I think your problem was is that you were looking and you're like, I've got to find for the quick buy. I've got to find a small company that's going to pop off and make a good amount of money. That's a cheap yeah. price yeah. rather than looking at quality companies that, you know, have a good future and you know a lot about. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, right. I, I have mean, lost dude, money dude, on Amazon, Apple, though, which is kind of a bummer. What? I have lost money on Apple though, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Apple, Apple is a hard one because they, um, they kind of just stay. They're just, yeah, steady. they're a very steady state now. Um, yeah. They've hit. They don't really do much. I think that Tesla is kind of hit crit- or Amazon's kind of hit. Damn it, Apple, Apple has kind of hit critical mass. Um, yeah, they can't really do much else. You have to have a a crazy innovation, which is why they very well may be working on cars, um, to actually drive a lot of investor value now. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll hold on to it. I only have one share, but. Right. I mean, it's not like Apple isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, you, you won't lose your money. You'll probably beat inflation with it. Um, but, you know, Amazon, when the pandemic hit, had a huge influx. Do you remember at the like early on in the pandemic when there were all those articles about Amazon is like the only place hiring and they were hiring like 100,000 employees? And their warehouses. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember all that? Yeah. They, they just built all of them. Dude, they were going around getting options on every warehouse in these big cities, every fucking warehouse, yeah. and they yeah. bought them all out. And now they're like, we have no idea what we're going to do with them. So we're going to sell them. Mm-hmm. They're not even finishing the inside of these warehouses. I drove by one in Utah. I bet they're just finishing the outside so that it looks like an Amazon warehouse. And then the inside's not even going to be used right now. They yeah. Because they were betting that 
everyone was going to go online. Yeah. Everything was going to switch to online because of the pandemic. Everything. That's how everyone was going to do their transactions from now on. But it's, I mean, it's just not true. Like if, if there, if it's a brand that you trust and you've been using for years, sure, you can go online and you're going to buy it. But if you're looking at new t-shirts and you don't really know what kind of t-shirts you want, you're going to want to buy them in person because you got to like size them up to you at least, if not try them on, you know? I mean, I do think, unfortunately, that actually malls have kind of come back. Malls have come back, dude. Well, so people want They're kind of trendy now. People want to be around people. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many people still that are wearing masks, which like uh, uh, they're stupid. Uh, <laughs> right. Even but, though I mean, there are more of COVID cases now than there have ever been. So that's right. Which tells you what? It never mattered. Uh, right. I mean, obviously it's tamed down a little bit, but, and people it also just took out all the low hanging fruit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, Peter. <laughs> I mean, like a three-year-old picking cherries. I mean, it literally did. It took out all the old people. It took out all the unhealthy people. But it didn't even do that. I mean, it took out no, it took out I mean, a good amount. The majority but, of them. Dude, Biden just got it. He's Again. a corpse. For a second time, because he took that shot. He's had it. To- he's, he used positive, negative, then positive again. Because he got that shot. Dude, I keep seeing these <laughs> I keep seeing these yeah. articles that are like, think you haven't gotten COVID, think again. And I'm like, yeah. okay, if you didn't realize that you had COVID, then who gives a fuck? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. The yeah. the fear mongering is still perceived like going forward. If you go on Twitter, which I really don't anymore, pretty proud of myself. Yeah, I haven't gone on go- in a while. And you go to like trending. Oh wait, did they take it away? Oh no, they still have a COVID thing. Oh, I know. There's the, like like Apple it's News. It's at the very end now, though. They're phasing it out. Apple News has a COVID thing. You know, health experts explain Dude. the difference between monkeypox and COVID. Yeah, I don't know. Monkeypox might kill all of us. Shut up. Dude, anything that comes from dude, that's the best branding. You don't want shit that comes from a monkey. Are you kidding me? Monkeypox? That's terrifying. That w- wording is way scarier than COVID. Monkeypox? Wow, there there are actually no headlines on COVID. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just people are grasping at straws if they're writing about COVID now. I mean, the new thing is war, right? I haven't heard. Or Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan. Yeah, I did see that. What was she doing? I don't really understand her role. I mean, she's the Speaker of the House. Why is she going to a, a foreign country? to mend relationships. Why? I mean, who the fuck, why why would, who would care what she has to say about that? I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I'm not really sure what the speaker of the house does. All I know is that she's a fraud and she's making so much money off of making decisions for companies. Yeah. And she's a terrible liar. There's a video, dude, there's a, there's a video out there of her. Um, they were like questioning her. She's like, 
they're like, do you give inside information to your husband about the decisions that you make? Cause her husband has made like $150 million this year. She makes $200,000 a year and he's making $150 million a year on stock on trades where he's crazy. Dude, he's crazy leveraged. Like he's, he's doing these things where he's, buying five times the amount that he could things that no one would ever do because it's so risky. And, and they're like, so have you ever given your husband information? She's like, no. And they ask her another question. She's like, we're done. And then just like walks away. She could, she's just like, no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Except no one cares. Well, no one cares because it feels so out of reach. Right. Like yeah. everyone knows that there's corruption. Everyone right. knows there's not a, I, there's not a single person that thinks that she's not telling her husband when she lays in bed, Hey, tomorrow, you know, we're making this decision on Microsoft and whether they can do this and that. So, you know, do with that what you will. Right. There's no way she's if, not doing that. You know, that extra 500 grand we just got, throw it in, throw it in. <laughs> like, there's no way that she's not doing that. And everyone knows that. Right. And but people, actually, people have just given up on it. Right. Bring it back to what, what, what's the point of being worth that much money? If you're just going to continually just do like, they don't spend it. Yeah, they do. On like random I mean, got, shit that really doesn't matter. They got a ball in house for sure. Well, yeah, but like stuff like well, that doesn't matter. Well, and not, it depends on like, what matters to you, right? Because if you want to build intergenerational much, wealth, like if you want to build wealth where your kids and your kids' kids and your their kids don't ever have to worry about money, that's when you would fucking stockpile money like that, right? Yeah, but that just that's just so stupid. I don't think like, it's a great way of doing it. But however, if you're investing, make your it, kids work for it. I've always I, said like I I didn't have a college fund. I did because. Well, my parents didn't do a college fund, but I had one because my grandpa died and my grandma turned it, her life insurance into college fund for all her grandchildren. Right. Anyway, um, I would start a college fund for my kids, but I wouldn't tell them about it until they're 18. Yeah, no, I agree. And I would just give them the check and be like, here's college. Like, I know you've been working hard. I know you've applied for all these scholarships, but... I say for college for you, if you already have a full ride, awesome. If you have scholarships, awesome. Just know. That right. And like, if you already yeah. have a full ride, then, Hey, guess what? Here's some money. You can try and invest it. Yeah. Right? You earned it. Yeah. yeah. Like if you've got a full ride, whether it's athletics or you're fucking genius, like you earned it. Here's either a down payment on a house or, you know, whatever or it I'll is. Buy a house or I'll buy you a house. You can live in it. Right. Either way, you know, you, we sh you should be planning like that. Yeah. But I, I also think that there are ways of building like having kids because every kid has their fucking problem, you know, whether you don't have money, whether you have a lot of money, whether you're right in the middle, like every kid, Peter, you have so many and it's hilarious. Um, no, I don't Can you <laughs> tell me one, tell me one problem. Uh, I don't want to do that on here. That's what I thought. Well, the main problem is most of our listeners are your family. <laughs> ben. That is a, yeah, and I is. felt it a little bit when I was in Missoula. 
because me and you were, we were arguing a little bit like we do. And your dad goes, Hey, Hey, this isn't the podcast. And he was looking at me <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. He listens to a few of them. Yeah. I don't think he listens anymore though. Yeah. It's probably because he doesn't like the way that we talk to each other. We've gotten definitely more civil. I think so too. I think we we were a little excited at the beginning. At least yeah. I was. You were very excited. <laughs> it was about that. It was a turning point where I where I calmed you down. I had that conversation with you on the podcast. It, it, it probably was that, but I don't remember it. I think it was with Dylan. The second oh, one with yeah. Dylan. When yeah. you just went in. I mean, I got really <laughs> fired up on that podcast. I, yeah. I thought it was, I still think it was a fun conversation, but I did hear what you were saying. Yeah. And I am trying to be a better person, whether people believe that or not. I don't believe it. Well, that's terribly rude. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Nancy Pelosi is, uh, that's, people just have lost their belief in, you know, governments like they've lost their belief to the extent that they can make changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one really thinks that they can make the, like help make a decision. Anyone who's been around for a little while, right. Doesn't think that they can help make a decision that's going to make it. So Nancy Pelosi's family can't actually fucking invest. Right. right? Or they can make an investment once a year on stuff, which would totally help, right? Yeah. If there was one day a year where they could make an investment in things that they believe in, so they still have access to the markets, but they can't continue to make these investments based on her decisions. I mean, that would, that would be a, such an easy change and such an obvious yeah. change because tons of senators' families are making fat stacks on the decisions that they make. Yeah. Like it should not be allowed for sure. Right. right. But everyone's like, well, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Right. They're just like, does she believe in the stuff that I believe in? I guess she can continue making that much money. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we're at a place where, you know, we live, it's like a, it's like a faux democracy because, you know, we elect people that, elect people essentially. Um, right. and we're just hoping that those people that we elect have our best interest in mind and some of them don't. Right. But you know, governments are crazy. I, I cannot believe that she's going to Taiwan, even though China is like, Hey, don't fucking do that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> and even the white house was like, Hey, Hey, Miss Pelosi, let's maybe <laughs> calm it down a little bit, right? Yeah. Like she had to do a three hour detour so that she wasn't in airspace where she's going to get fucked by the. Uh oh. All right. Well, Peter has left the podcast abruptly. Um, and I think it's because his headphones died. So, you know, just not, not prepared. I'm disappointed in him. It's, it's, it's welcome back. And he still can't hear me. This is a severe disappointment. 
Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> My headphones lost yeah. battery. Yeah. No, I, I understood. Um, but yeah, I don't know. China, dude, even China, like our, our, our economy is kind of in the shitter right now. Dude, China's um, has got to be terrible. China's is horrible, dude. There are people protesting and rioting about, um, so people are not having access to their money that is within the banks. They're not getting access to it. People are, they've built all of these homes. These companies go in and start building the homes and the, um, the people are incentivized to purchase the homes before they're finished. So millions of people have purchased these homes prior to them being finished. And then the companies are just not finishing the houses and they're having to pay the mortgages. <laughs> and so all of these people are saying that they're going to stop paying the mortgages cool. because they're not getting they're, they're, their house isn't getting done. Right. right. However, the Chinese party is going in and censoring all of this. They're not allowed to talk about it. They're not allowed to go on social media and say, hey, uh, no, stop paying your mortgage, right? There was a hashtag that was, you know, removed from their social media about mortgages and stuff like that. It's crazy. You're not I mean, allowed to do that shit. There are people protesting outside of banks because they don't have access to their fucking money and they're getting beat to shit by guards and police and they're rolling for you. They're bringing tanks in where all these people just a peaceful protest. People are just sitting there, you know, like with signs that say, give us our money and they're bringing tanks in. Yeah. I mean, that's communism. That's what I, Oh, I agree, but I don't America wants. I don't think people understand how quickly that shit goes downhill. Yeah. Right. Like we've talked about it. They're working on doing the, the, uh, electronic money. So the digital when or whatever, yeah, which would give the CCP direct access to every single bank account of every single person who is on there. Yeah. Hey, you want to say that you're not going to pay your mortgage? Guess what? You have no more fucking money. I mean, what? How is like, it is absurd. And apparently I think Xi Jinping is up for an election, which is hilarious because I didn't even know that that happened in China. I thought he just was the president. Until right. He died. I, I don't, I, you know, I could be, I don't know anything about this, but I was reading a little bit about it and apparently it's important. <laughs> it's important for people to have good morale going into this. Yeah. Right. And it's right. like, um, I don't think it counts if you're just telling people what their morale can be. Well, that's what we we're getting close to with this whole COVID passport shit. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, even the even the U.S. government, I think, thankfully, right now, the U.S. government cannot organize on such a level that they could even create a digital currency that would be that effective. Yeah. Um. But if they did, it would be dangerous. Are you in, are you in crypto at all? Um, a little bit. I'm not, you know, I, I do believe in crypto for the long term, 
but it's not something that I'm actively investing in right now because I don't see the change happening currently. Hmm. It's not something that I think is, I, I think the big, the big thing for crypto is less crypto. It's more blockchain. I think the blockchain technology is, um, you know, compatible to the internet. Um, and I, and I don't think that we've hit the internet point in blockchain technology yet. Hmm. So like there was a point where people had no idea what the fuck the internet was. No one understood hmm. it. No one yeah. believed in it. Everyone was like, no, there's no way people are going to buy shit online. There's right. no way people are going to go looking for information online. Right. Like, I think we're kind of in that phase where everyone's like, I don't think that that's a real realistic. Um, and I don't even know what blockchain is, is what most people are saying. But um, I do think that the blockchain is, has the potential to be a very, um, a breakthrough technology that could, you know, really help a lot of systems. Do you think Specifically, we could function as a society without the internet? We did for thousands of years. No, I know we did. Do you think we could now? Yeah, I mean, there would be some weird reversion, but we could definitely do it. You Not think? everybody, right? I think there would be a lot of people suffering. No, oh, I mean, totally. There, we, we live in the best time ever. Like right now is the best time in human history. Whether you believe that or not, it is. It's not, it's not a subjective thing. It's objective. This is the best time in human history. Less people die. You know, we have the small, the least amount of infant mortality. You know, it's, we're interconnected with people all over the world, right? We live in the best time ever. Um, there was tons of suffering just years ago just 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like you keep going back. The suffering was, you know, much different. Yeah. Um, not to say that we don't have suffering today, but I think that if we, if we just, if the internet just like disappeared for some reason, um, I think the first like two years would be complete and utter mayhem. Because all the markets, everything would have to change. No one would know what is of value anymore. No yeah. one would know how to get things. You know, uh, people would have to invest in tangible, physical places again, much more. Gold. Uh, gold, maybe. I, I mean, I don't, I don't give a fuck about gold. I don't know how many people actually care about gold. So I don't really understand its value. I mean, I, I'm, I would never invest in gold because I don't care about buying anything that's gold. It makes yeah. no sense to me. Right. Okay. Um, but I think that it would be mayhem because everything would have to find a new way. And yeah. I think it would take, you know, two to five years for that to settle. Yeah. But, you know, that is what it is. Okay. Last thing. Last this thing. is, this is something that's, I think is kind of hilarious. So the, um, they are voting on a bill, right? That would increase tax dollars for corporations to the tune 
of $750 billion. Guess what they're naming this bill? The Trump bill. I don't know. No, they are naming it. Um, I, I for, fucking forgot the name. Oh, you literally just right. lost your oh, lost it, year. No, dude. They're calling it the anti-inflation plan. So they're just going to tax us? So they're, they're for one, they're going to slow down business by taxing them more. The more you're taxed, the less money you have to invest, the slower your business is going to run, the, the more people you have to lay off, right? The less people that you can employ, which means less people have money to spend. And then you're going to take all of that money and you're going to say it's an anti-inflation bill because it's investing in green technology. It's investing in, uh, I, I mean, I, I agree with the things that it's investing in, but I don't think the government should have a hand in these things. I think that they're terrible at investing. I think they're one of the worst. I think the only good, one of the only good investments the government has made is their investment in Louisiana Tesla. purchase. Oh. <laughs> and their investment in Tesla was a loan that they pay, that Tesla paid back early, right? That's a extreme, you know, anomaly. But they're terrible at investing in these things. Private markets do it much more efficiently because they actually care about losing the money. Um they're and they're bringing down the cost of medical stuff, right? Which impacts a lot of people. That's important. However, it's not going to change the CPI. It's not going to bring down inflation. It's going to bring down the cost of certain goods, maybe. If they can execute on it properly, it might bring down the cost. I don't know if that's true. I, I've yet to see it happen. But they're spending nearly $750 billion to bring down inflation when the reason we're in an inflationary period is because they spent so much money trying to, to push the markets. Mm -hmm. right like we're just spending money consistently to try and fix a problem that's only going to get fixed if you stop fucking spending money yeah you know preach Devin so happy happy days that was you know my last little rant um yeah that was that is episode 24 of the You Should Fact Check This podcast. Thank you for listening. Please leave a like, subscribe, go follow us on social media. We will reach out to Peter, get an inv uh, get a workout plan from Peter. Um, do it. He does he does a fantastic job at it. So so do it. He cares a lot about people getting better um, at picking things up and putting them down. Um, Respect. So do that. Um, We'll see you on episode, dude, the big episode 25. Quarter of a century, baby. Woo! All right. See you, Petey. Bye.